So I'm not the funniest guy in the world. There are different ties from comedy relating to mental health, whether it be used as a mask, used for self-fulfillment, or used in comedy as a tool to cope with mental health issues. Today's guest is Jeremy Littell. Jeremy actually came down here in person, and this is my first in-person uh, interview, and it's going to be a good one. Jeremy has amassed 19 million followers on social media in a very short time, and Jeremy is a comedian. Uh, Jeremy's going to be speaking about his main topic, which is how to use comedic relief as a form to cope with stress and adversity. Again, I am Michael Hogman, and this is Allocated. And I'd like to welcome you to the show. Again, thanks for coming here. Welcome to my second bedroom. Um, you're probably the only person to say that I, I invited to my bedroom. It's my second bedroom, so I guess that kind of that doesn't count, though, right? My main one's over there, but we're not going to go in there. Oh, we're not going to that one? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're, we're not going to get in that one. But uh, for people that are listening and watching that might not know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're all about? My name's Jeremy Littell, and I live in Winona, Minnesota, and I own a beef jerky company called Kick-Ass Beef Jerky, and that's what I do for my main job. Um, I have a wife and three little ones at home that are 11, 9, and I got my daughter's going to be 6 on Saturday, which is crazy. And uh, it's a small little town. I mean, it's a it's like a little college town and lives right on the river. And it's I, I like it there. There's a lot of people that are transplants that moved to Winona because of people that have lived there their whole life. They're like, I can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> but uh, I like to hunt and fish and do stuff outdoors. And so there's a lot of that in the area and so that's for me that's that's a good time um i started on social media back in 2019 september 11 2019 i posted my first video and it was kind of by accident i tried to um grow on social media like a couple years prior to that i don't know if i told you the story I was in Mexico. I don't think so. Yeah, I was in Mexico, and I really wanted to grow the beef jerky company, and I was trying to figure out ways to do that, and I was in the pool with my son, and we were throwing the ball around, and at that time, I well, I, want, I, I was probably like 37, 38 years old, little, maybe a little younger, and I was looking around the pool, and anybody that was my age or older was in the pool playing with mm -hmm. their kids. Anyone that was under 30 was on the side of the pool looking at their phone. And I'm thinking, all right, I really need to get into this social like media. That's thing. where you got to be. At. Yeah. yeah. And so I devoted myself to going home, creating an Instagram and posting on it three times a day, three pictures a day of anything that could be per to kick ass and with that i started to get contacts that were in the outdoor world like outdoor hunting and fishing and i started talking to a nascar driver uh spencer boyd 
actually called me up and said, hey, how would you like to be on a NASCAR? And I was like, I would love that, but I don't know if I have the amount of money to do that. Just straight up called you yeah. a cold call. Called me. Yeah. That's awesome. That's and, awesome. And yes, I was like, okay, so now we're, we're growing on, on social media. I also got a call from, her name's Anna Glennon, and she is a um, jet skier. She's a, a world-class jet skier, 90 pounds, tiny little girl, and she has won uh, Canada, US, I mean, multiple, multiple times, and got to do some sponsorship with her. Um, and then what leads up to getting on TikTok is I met a few guys that are fishermen in the YouTubers that, that fish in, in Minnesota. And I, I love, I, I go on a cat fishing trip every year. Me and my buddy, we go up near the Red Wing Dam and we'll catch tons of flathead. Well, I invited one of these guys, uh, his name is Murray, he's fishing more outdoors. And I invited him to come along and he's like, are you posting on TikTok? And I said, no, I, I've, I thought that was for kids. I thought it was like a dancing thing or whatever. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. like, no, he says, you're funny. He says, you just, just start posting. He says, you're going to blow up. He says, post fishing videos, post an ice fishing video. So after that fishing trip, I was like, you know, maybe, maybe I'll try it out. So I downloaded it and I posted a fishing video, an ice fishing video. And I, did not know that the videos were only allowed to be 15 seconds long at that time because <laughs> when it first started, everything was 15 seconds. Cause I right. weren't, weren't they trying to like emulate like Vine? Yeah, I think they were trying to start do like the whole 10 second because like, Vine was what seven, seven yeah, seconds, I think. And then the other, I think that's kind of what they modeled a lot of the stuff off of. Uh, so it was so your accident, so your video just happened to be under 15 seconds. No, my video was um a minute and i posted it and i thought the whole minute would go on there but only 15 seconds of it did mm. and it was me tip up fishing pulling pulling the line and it was an accidental loop it i started going and i'm looking at this thing and i'm like it's not showing the whole the whole video mm -hmm. and i'm telling the guys at work it's like it's not showing the whole video and i'm like but i just posted this 2 minutes ago and it's already got 5,000 views. And then I just, I, back then I would just sit there. I could refresh, refresh, refresh. Right. Every minute I would have another 10,000, 15,000. In 20 minutes, it went up to 1.2 million views. And then you're like, what I was the fuck's like, going yeah, on? Yeah, what the hell is this? <laughs> and how is this happening? I was like, this has to be a glitch. It can't be real. There, there can't be this many people that are on this app at right now that are seeing this. Mm -hmm. And I, I just remember, I, I was we had a recliner at work at that time, and I am just looking at this thing thinking, holy crap. Um, so I was like, all right, I got I to gotta make more videos. And so... Um, I just, I posted a joke and it did really well. And then I posted some kick-ass stuff and it started to do okay. But what really, really, when it started to blow up is Spencer Boyd, the NASCAR guy mm -hmm. that I had sponsored. We were driving down to Talladega to go watch him race, which he won that race, which was freaking awesome. Nice. Um, 
I told a little Johnny joke and it blew up and I grew from about, uh, I want to say it was like 10,000 followers to 120 in a matter of three days. Really? 120,000. Yeah. And so that's how I got started on, on TikTok. That that's insane. So yeah. the Instagram does follow after that. So at that point, I, I I had my separate page. I had my kick ass page, kick ass beef jerky page on Instagram, and I didn't have a personal one. Mm. Um I originally named my TikTok kick ass beef jerky. But with it having a business name, I felt like it really wasn't going to grow like I wanted it to. And one of the guys that I have followed forever is Rob Deerdick. Mm. And I loved watching like back when he had Robin Big and Fantasy Factory. Fantasy Factory is yeah. awesome. I mean, yeah. and just watching this guy and what he's doing. And he had the, the DC. He was always wearing that. Mm-hmm. And so it was indirect marketing. And so in my mind, I thought, all right, I, if I can build myself and get people to like me for who I am and what I'm doing, I believe that it's going to help, help that with the business as well. And so I never really promoted the business. Um, very much at all. I mean, I'm. You can see me now. This is pretty mm-hmm. much what I wear all the time. So I'm. I'm a walking billboard all the time. I'm always wearing my my the clothing for my business. But I'm never. I never like to really talk about it all that much because I want people to like me, and if they like me, then they'll help support what I'm doing. Do you get a lot of people asking about what the about your kick ass on your oh, shirt yeah. and your hat all the time? I get so many people that will ask, like, are they? Are you sponsored by them? You know what? You know, I, I'll get me sponsored. How do, how do I get one of those hats? How do I get one of those shirts? And that's where it gives me the opportunity to talk to them about it being that uh, th- they reached out. And I just, I, I believe that it's, it's worked well that way because then, you know, once, once the TikTok started blowing up, I'm like, okay, well, why not get onto other platforms? And that's when, you know, Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and, and all those other ones, uh, they just kind of followed suit and grew with that as well. Nice. And uh, I'd like to uh, let's go over to me quick. Put this up here. So now you have your own seltzer. And that's when I, I visited you last week. I didn't tell you I was going. Yes. I figured that it was kind of it was a respectful thing to do. Plus, I'm like, I kind of wanted to try out. I mean, I like alcohol. So I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, what is this? What's this all about? So I came down and, uh, yeah, we had a had a good time. I do have to say, Citrus Rush is my favorite. Uh, you want to talk about how uh, how seltzer or your seltzer business came about, going from beef jerky to seltzer? Well, it's kind of a it's kind of a, a little bit of a longer story. We when when my dad first started the company in two thousand one, we only had jerky and we had five flavors of jerky. Um, and with that, what he wanted to do was um, just, you know, supply bars. I mean, growing up in Wisconsin, there is literally a bar on every every street corner. I mean, every corner when we were at, there was always mm-hmm. one that was there. And so he started selling in the Milwaukee area and then 2004 moved to Minnesota, um, 
where we're kind of where we're at right now to be more centrally located to get stuff to his distributors. Well, when I came on board in 2010, we wanted to really supply the bars with more snacks. And so we got um, some snack sticks and then we went to a pickled line. So we got pickled veggies and I mean, pickled eggs and all kinds of pickled stuff that you would put into a bar. And everything that we had was great for a Bloody Mary for Bloody Mary. So we got our Bloody Mary mix, which we got, I want to say like five, six years ago. Um, and so when we had the Bloody Mary mix, people are saying, okay, well, you got the jerky, you got snack sticks, you got the pickled products, you got a Bloody Mary mix. Why don't you have a vodka? So, so hmm. a year and a half ago, vodka. Yeah, a year and a half ago, we went and got a vodka. Did you not know I had vodka too? No, I had no idea you had uh, vodka. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, I had, I think a year ago we went and got a vodka. I have a, a a standard vodka and then a horseradish flavored vodka as well, and that is perfect for the Bloody Marys. But I had always thought like, okay, well, what if we, you know, what if we got a beer or something to go with that? And Chris um, is my, my sales manager and a guy that is on top of everything. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for all the guys that, that work for me. And the, the, the guys at, at Kick-Ass doing what they do and being on top of everything and being a great team is the reason that I can do things like this and that I can you know, continue to grow on social media. And so he ended up talking to one of the, well, we only have one brewery in town, um, the local brewery. And they're like, well, what, what do you think about getting a seltzer? I was like, yeah, we, I think that would be awesome because I'm a guy, I'm a guy that'll drink seltzers and I don't care what anyone says. Oh, you're, you're a pussy or you're, you know, guys don't drink those. That's a girl's drink. Hey man, if it tastes good, I'm, I'm going to drink it. I'm all for it. And so we ended up trying, uh, we got the three flavors, the citrus, the orange cream, and then the black cherry, uh, vanilla. And they have, we've only had them out now for about three, four weeks and they have been taken off and going really well. And so yeah, that's kind of a long story. I mean, we started out with a little bit here and then just kind of growing, growing, growing because I'm not a manufacturer. I have to continue to add products so that we can stay relevant and people are going to, you know, want to see what's next and and continue to buy our products. What has been the uh, the most popular drink? Like I said, you you like the the citrus? The citrus um actually the orange cream is the most popular. Um, as far as sales, but citrus for me is, I, I like that a lot. And it's also good if you put it on ice and add a little bit of our vodka to that too. I mean, if you, if you wanted to hit a little bit harder, you could add a little bit of the vodka. Yeah. Add a little bit of vodka to the citrus. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be good. Interesting. I might have to actually try it out. I didn't even know that you had, that you had a vodka, but that's, a uh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, we've had that for a little while. Um, We just relabeled it. Um, We did have like kind of like a clear label with a American flag in the back because when everything was hitting with Russia, everyone was pulling vodka off the shelves, and we 
we came out to make sure that it was showing that it was American made and but it it was losing its spot on the shelf. You couldn't see it because it was a clear bottle. And so now we basically have the same label as our orange cream, like on the on the Ooh. the seltzers. It's got the same label on the front, orange, black and orange, and it just says you know kick ass vodka. I dig it. I I dig it. But yeah, I, I'm a big sucker for packaging. So when I saw that that flat black in the can, I told you, I'm like, um, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, whoever designed this can, I'm like, I'm I'm a fan. Like, I'm I'm all flat black everything. I think that looks freaking sweet. Yeah, Kyle, that works for me. He did that, and he is a genius at making things up and and finding ways to recreate. And I mean, he's always making new signs and stuff that we can, you know, point of sale to to give out to people that are. You know, selling our products. I dig it. I dig it. So, uh, since the uh, since social media came about and um, with your business and everything all like put together, what would you say has been your most fulfilling moment since you've been online? Meeting a lot of people. Um, I've met people that I consider family and friends now that I never thought that I would ever meet and and it's not it's not famous people I, well mm-hmm. i guess they are famous i mean they're they're online famous people now that that we we sometimes get put into but um to me they're just regular friends and people that i can talk to and relate relate with um as far as being in this social media realm now but as the most fulfilling part of it I would say is bringing a person out of a dark headspace. Um, because when I got into it, the first six months, I was like, all right, yeah, you're growing, you blow up, you, you're having a good time. Um, but you know, why, you know, why am I doing this? Yeah. And I started to get, uh, messages on Instagram I started to get comments and uh, emails coming from people that, you know, they have PTSD or they have depression, they have anxiety, and it was bringing them out of that dark, the, the, the comedy, the laughter was bringing them out of that dark headspace. And I got a message from, I, I, I don't even remember the, the guy's name but I got a message from him and it said, I just want to thank you. I was going to watch five videos today and on the fifth video, I was going to end my life. And your video made me laugh so hard and it made me realize that my life was worth living. That right there is the reason why I'm doing this. Is to, if, if, if they can make a difference in one person's life, and bring someone out of those the deepest, darkest depths of of feeling terrible and being able to at least for a moment make them smile and take them out of that headspace. That, that's why that makes it worth it. I mean, who wouldn't want to be able to give back if you can change someone's life by just telling a joke? And that just it makes me smile it makes me feel good to be able to do that and 
if as long I mean as long as I keep getting people that that want that I will I'll I'll continue to do it for that alone. So that's awesome. That is awesome. Um you don't have to remember what video it was. Was it a video that stood out to you or is it just something that you that you made and just posted and like, oh, I think, you know, people might like this and then I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure what video it was because he didn't specify. It just oh, said I yeah. was going to watch the five videos and yours happened to be the fifth. And wow. and that, yeah, changed it for me. And so it was like and it was right at the time that I was gonna try i was gonna hang it up because it was like it it wasn't fulfilling for me because i didn't have a purpose i mean there was mm. there was no purpose i'm i'm making jokes i'm you know having fun with my friends uh you know doing it at work and and i just started to do videos with my kids and so it was like yeah okay you you were able to do this it was fun now let's let's go on to something else but I was given a purpose. Did do you uh do you get a lot of people that criticize you for having videos with your kids and doing what you do? Oh yeah. Um let's just say I I get a thousand good comments hmm. and maybe two bad ones. But of, and you remember those two. Those are the ones that you yeah. remember. And it's it's where, you know, okay. These videos that I'm doing are videos that I choose to show you. Those are, it is not my everyday life. It's not my children's everyday life. This is in the privacy of our home. Mm-hmm. And the, the comments that I'll get are, I can't believe you're letting your kid do that. Your kid's a bully or your kid shouldn't be saying that. And, you know, if I, if I spoke like that when I was a kid, I'd, my dad would tan my ass. And it's like, you have no idea. I mean, this right here is um, co- a comedy sketch. I mean, it is, and, and yes, it's all, and they'll they'll say that it's it's fake. Well, yeah, it's fake. All of it's fake. I mean, we're yeah. we're doing it to make you laugh. And if they knew, you know, what my kids were really. Dominic is the most shy out of all my kids. Yeah, I noticed that last week, and yeah. I'm just like, he's I'm like, well, okay. All right, like, I wasn't expecting that, and I said hi to him, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, what's up, dude." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's the shyest out of all of them. Um, but he's in student council. Um, they're in a Spanish language immersion program, and um, if there's a new kid that would come to school, you know, my kids are the ones that are there to to hang out with them, show them around, and it's these these videos are not everyday life. And it's, it's, again, it's just to, you know, to bring a smile to people's faces and the, the com I mean, the comments have, again, yeah, you're right. Those are the ones that I will take to heart. And I, I, I shouldn't because those people have a lot more going on in their life that they're just out there to, you know, see if they can get to you. And I think that some people will post a negative comment just so that you will comment back because they want to get that attention. Yeah, they want that clout for that comment reply or just that. Some people just, that just what fuels them is, you know, making those comments or trying to ruin somebody's day or have them click on their profile to follow them. Like, oh, this guy's a troll. Let's follow him and see what he does. And it's, it's freaking, 
it's disgusting. And I, I'm not a fan of that at all. And that's, that's horrible. I mean, I've seen that so many times. And also when you were speaking about how people say, you know, like you said, that's your private life and that you do that, you know, to make people laugh. Do people like the online presence is like your per like the perception of somebody's um, everyday life. Like, oh, this person must be happy all the time or this person must tell all these jokes. And you mentioned before that people come up and well, the number one thing is, hey, tell me, <laughs> tell, tell me, me a joke. joke. Yeah. It's like, hey man, I'm I'm a normal person too. It's yeah. just, you know, it's just kind of it's um it's kind of crazy because like even like I'm a lot I'm a lot smaller uh, creator, but I have some people that are just like, oh, you know, tell me tell a me quote? some quote. <laughs> yeah, tell me a quote or tell me some poetry. I'm like, well, I'm like I have a lot, but to be honest, I'm like compared to being on camera to in person, man, it's night and day. It's it's oh, totally yeah. night and day. When I'm in front of a camera, it's just insane how comfortable I feel. In front of a camera, but to people, dude, I don't like to people. You're probably the fourth person in four years that's ever been to my apartment. And I'm I honored. Even, I even gave you my address in here. <laughs> you're in my second bedroom. I mean, like, this is not where the magic happens, but I mean, right. yeah, what's oh, yeah. up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But no, it's just the public perception of I mean, people on social media, especially, I'd say, probably on Instagram with, you know, the Instagram models or, or, models and then you know it's just people showing and just being so fake it's absolutely it's insane and it's kind of it's hard to tell who's authentic and who's normal and i know like when i met you last week and i'm like i know what this dude's gonna be like first off you're a lot shorter than i thought you were <laughs> but you know I, yeah. I was trying to think of a good short joke but i'm not really i'm not the comedian here but i'm just like oh i'm like this dude's like actually short, chill, short. like actually yeah. chill and like take the time to say hi and it's like all right. I'm like, it's just, it's just kind of comes down to like when people ask about followers and stuff and I say it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter. Like follower numbers, like it, uh, obviously when you have like 19 million, it, it, it means <laughs> something, but like people, there's like so many people, like, you know, 1 million, 2 million, 3 million, like, that's cool. That's a number, but what kind of human are you? Like, are you an asshole? Are you authentic? Are you cool? What do you like off the camera type thing? And it's just, it's something really hard to navigate, especially with, like, I haven't met a whole lot of people off of TikTok or off of Instagram, like, just a handful, but the majority of it has been people that are just totally not what they seem, and then I'm not going to name any names, I don't want to bring any names up right. here, but it's just, it's absolutely insane the way that social media works and people just have, like, this expectation of you. Do people have expectations of you when they see you? You know... I, I don't, that one's a hard one to answer. Um, the people that I have met, um, you know, on the social media, I mean, the, there are people that have come up to me, like I said, yeah, they'll ask me to tell them a joke right away and I'll say, you know, I don't have one for you, but I, I'm serious when I said, I'll get, I'll, I'll give you a hug. Like I, I, I will, I, yeah. I will just. I can vouch yeah, for that. You didn't, yeah. give, you didn't give me a hug, but I, I've seen it. I've seen you giving other people hugs, yeah. and you weren't even charging them. Right. You weren't even. It was like five dollars a hug. Five dollars. Like no, like yeah. nothing, nothing. Didn't even. It was yeah, yeah, for free, full free, full free. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really have a lot of people that have expectations. A lot of the times they'll say, you know, where's your kids? You know, mm. I, I want to see your kids. Where are they at? And I don't usually bring them to different places like because I've, I've gone to NASCAR tracks a few times and I don't really put them in that situation mostly because they're so shy mm. and 
I don't want them to get overwhelmed. I mean, we've gone to Bristol where there was a fan zone and you've got all kinds of people coming up wanting autographs and pictures and to talk to meet you. and greets yeah. and all that. And yeah. And that's, that's different for me. Like I am still the person that I don't know why these people are following me. And I, I have friends tell me, well, it's, it's you, you know, you're it's because you're hilarious, yeah, but I, I just, I don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and I forget what they call that, that syndrome or something where you don't think you're as good as what other people see. Oh, I know that word too. I can't. I, I don't know what it is. I could ask Google, but it's plugged in my bedroom, <laughs> and we're, we're not going to go. My we're going to stay in this one. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember what it what it's called, but I don't see it. And and the thing is, is where I want to remain as authentic as I can be on and off the camera. And you know, I'll when I do videos that are not comedy or jokes. You know, that's when you get like more insight on, on who I am. I'll do, I do inspirational mm -hmm. ones here and there, or if I go live, you know, that's where you get to see who, who I really am. And I believe that that first follower is just as important as that 19 millionth. Um, you got there by one person following you and you can't, you can't go around acting like, you know, my shit don't stink. I'm, you know, I'm better than everyone else because you'll lose, you know, you'll lose quick. And if I, again, could go out and make at least one person smile, that makes me feel good. It's awesome. I dig it. I like that. So one thing I want to touch base on, I didn't know exactly how to word it, but, um, uh, do you think that comedy could be used as a mask um, to hide feelings or to hide something? Like, I uh, I think that, well, my favorite comedian ever is Robin Williams. I love Robin Williams. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Great love. actor, great stand-up, rest in peace. Um, there has been a lot of actors that, or comedians or stand-up that they have either taken their life or something very negative is happening, whether it be in the media or their personal life. And people often question like, you know, like why this happen? You know, he seems like the happiest person ever. He makes all these people laugh. And it's like that high. And like, like he has to be like, like what went wrong. And then I read some studies. I, I can't cite them cause I didn't write them down and then seen them um, a few specials on people using comedy as a mask. And it's been, it's been arguable, uh, you think that people use that as a mask, like, you know, deal with, like, say, for instance, like a, a tragedy or something bad happened, whether it be a personal life, family, or in the media, and obviously, you know, people joke about it. Mm -hmm. And do you think comedy is often used as a mask and people just don't realize it? Oh, I think that 100%. Um, you know, there's times where I'm not feeling the greatest. And I'll realize that I haven't posted in a while. I haven't made content and like, so I'll, you know, make a joke even when I'm not, I'm not feeling, feeling the best. Um, but it's turned into, you know, you have to continue to make this content to stay re uh, relevant. Do you make that cut? Do you make that joke for you or do you make that for people following? Now, when I do inspirational stuff, when I go and, 
and say to people in the videos, you know, hey, this one's for you. You're doing good. You're doing all right. You're a great person. Um, those ones are for me. Every one of them, anytime that I'm doing an inspirational video, I'm speaking to myself because those are words that I don't really hear from, from other people. And so for me to make that video, sending it out to everyone out there, someone else, I know that if I'm feeling that way, that there's other people that are feeling the same way as well. And so those ones, yeah, those are a hundred percent for me, every single one of them. Um, as far as the comedy stuff, that is still just grinding through it. Um, just, all right, I got to make one. I got to get a video that's out there. Chasing those endorphins. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, yeah, that alone is something. And, and, you know, sometimes it'll, you know, if I start to laugh and I, and I find a good one, it will, um, you know, kind of change the mood, but, uh, I'm pretty much an open book. Um, you see what you get and you, I have no problem showing my feelings. And so when I'm not feeling a certain way, you know, that's when I'll make, you know, those inspirational ones or, um, or there's times that I'm just not doing any of them at all for a little while and, and come back to, um, you know, I, I do a lot of recycled posting as well, um, which it, every, every, everybody should. Yeah. I mean, burnout's real. Creator burnout's definitely oh, 100%. Yeah. But uh, to go along with that, though, people will say, well, this is an old one. Well, yeah, that's an old one, but I've gotten four million new followers since then. And to them, it could be brand new. And so, um, you know, with that, but to get back to, um, you know, is, is it a mask? Well, I think when you start in with comedy, people come, you're their person to, um, to bring, to, to get brought out of that dark place. You're that person to make them laugh. And so people come to you to make them feel better. But as the bigger that, the, the bigger that I've gotten, the smaller my circle has gotten. Mm. Like I'm the person that people come to. And if I've, I mean, in my own head, I'm feeling, you know, if I'm feeling some sort of way and I go and talk to someone, you know, that, Hey, I'm not feeling, you know, I'm feeling down. I'm not feeling the best. Um, I don't know if that'll change their, you know, their thoughts of me, you know, you're, you know, we come to you, you're the funny guy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what do you mean you're, you're having a bad day? You know, you shouldn't be doing you're, that. You're not allowed to have yeah, a bad day. Right, right. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't really thought about that all that much, but yeah, I'm, I'm the one that is, at least on social media, I'm the one that is, you know, expected to not be down. And because what happens is, is anytime that I do, post uh you know inspirational or, or something where you know it's is different um i'll get stuff I'll, I'll get some comments like hey stick to the funny stuff and mm. it's like <laughs> uh i mean but th that'll be like one or two out of a thousand and right. so a lot of people like hey, you know i needed to hear this today sort of thing yeah, I, I hate that. And it especially happens when like you go viral for, or like I've had that happen too. Like you go viral for something that was kind of 
like not your main thing or like you post something that's like out of the norm like i saw like jesse he posted one thing like when they had the cheer choice awards last year he's like posting you know stuff with him and his wife having fun you know on a road trip and people say oh stick to quotes tell us a quote i'm like dude's just having a fun time and like give him a fucking break dude. Yeah. like it's just you can post whatever the hell you want and that expectation is just getting it's in it's insane i mean like i said like i i get on a little level you get it on a, on a huge level but it's just there's a lot of things that i just don't i just don't understand when people like people don't understand that other people are you know that's not just a username like we're human right <laughs> you know we can you know we can make mistakes you know we can we can do something that's out of the norm well and that's the thing with growing on tiktok like when we started it was you know covid mm-hmm. and everyone well i mean i started a little bit before that but everyone um had a lot of time on their hands and a lot of us blew up because people were you know that was the time they're just looking at their phone they don't have anything else to do at home mm-hmm. nobody was working yeah you going to work <laughs> and so i'll get comments like oh you know you you should expect to hate you know you 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 signed up for this no, I didn't sign up for you to be a dick. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. I didn't I didn't sign up for you to come at me. I mean, I haven't been in this my whole life. Right. You know, I'm 44 years old right now. You never got a manual, did you? No, no manual. No. And I'm not I'm not a traditional actor. I didn't go to acting school. I didn't do any of this. I was a man with a phone at the right time. And so no, I there's times that I don't know how to take it. Like if you, you can say anything you want about me and I'm pretty much okay, but it's when you bring my kids into it, that's when it, it'll, it starts to get to me. And I'm like, do I continue to do this with them? You know, are these, these things that, um, you know, I should subject them to, but they don't, they don't have social media. My kids, Mm. they don't, they don't have that stuff. They don't see it. And they just see it as, you know, having fun with their dad. And for me, that's, that's what I, I get out of it. It was like spending time with them and, you know, hopefully I can set them up to, you know, succeed in, in doing this as well. You make memories with them. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's, it's kind of up and down and, but I mean, you, you don't really, um, you, you don't really not made for this. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. I'm not. I'm not made for um, any type of the the criticism. I mean, but that's not true though. I mean, as far as the criticism goes, I can I can take that and I can go with it. And but it wasn't something again like we've been doing this our whole lives and the ups and downs. And I mean, you're just learning. And I still consider myself a newbie at this. You know, one thing that. Uh, you told me last week that I, I found interesting uh, when you were talking like when you were saying how there's no there's no manual to this and what did you you went to school for something completely different yeah. didn't you yeah like like way I wouldn't say left field but you know I don't think anybody would they wouldn't believe I, it I want to guess no. you did did you graduate like did you do you have a degree in that or it was just you started and then it so, was no I um. Well, it's, it's a story. Yeah. I, uh, when I was 21, 
I ended up getting a, a DUI. Mm. And I've done the yeah. same. <laughs> and then 22, I got another one. Oh, double. 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 And I went. No bueno. Yeah. I went to jail for 21 days. And I got out. And my sister had told me, she said, I've been, I've been praying for you. And I said, uh, okay, thanks. And she says, I haven't been praying for anything good. She says, I've been praying for, so you get broke. So do you get broken down to the point where you have no other choice but to accept God in your life? Mm. I had no idea what she meant. Not a clue. I knew I was losing my license. And so I went, she was, she was in lacrosse and I was living in Milwaukee at the time. Yeah. And so I went to visit her in lacrosse. And she was a quote unquote Bible thumper. Mm. Oh my gosh. Like she was praying for every meal. I mean, at restaurants and I mean, doing, I mean, all kinds of stuff that in my mind was like, what the heck are these people doing? Right. And so I went and spent the weekend with her and her friends and we had a great time and there was no drinking involved. Like I wasn't drinking. And, um, we went to church that Sunday and I felt like the pastor was talking to me like directly to me. And I'm like, Holy cow, this is crazy. And at that time I was like, well, you know, maybe there's something here. So that night, that Sunday night, my sisters asked me if I was going to heaven. I said, yeah, I believe so. If I don't do anything wrong, like kill anybody or do anything stupid. She says, well, you're on the right track, but there's more to it than that. She says, but I think you'll get there. So we went to bed that Monday morning. I woke up and was driving on the road and just broke down, bawling. I mean, it was a time where I'm just crying. Had no idea what was going on. And that was the point where God had broke me. And I felt that I was broke and I was ready to change. And so right away, I went back home. I joined a church. I started going to Bible study, doing all these things, and ended up, after speaking with my pastor for a while, he's like, you know, you've lived quite the life, I mean, from growing up to where you are, to what you've been doing. He says, what do you think about going to youth ministry to help other kids that I've had the same type of life that you have. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's what I want to do. And so at 24 years old, I moved to Rochester to pursue a career in youth ministry. Now, the school, I met some great friends and lifelong friends. Um, one that I talked about going fishing with up by Red Wing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great. For the, for the time being, but I realized that it wasn't the path that I, that I wanted to take. And, um, but the whole thing, I mean, what it boiled down to was, you know, helping, helping people, helping kids, helping um, other people to see that there's, there's other ways than uh, going out and getting in trouble and drinking and partying and, um, and that there's people that care about you. And so I think 
you know, fast forward 15 years, um, you know, getting into social media and the TikTok and all that, I'm kind of doing, you know, I'm still kind of helping other people and, and, you know, through laughter and, and, you know, doing it in a different, a different realm. So yeah, I went for youth ministry for a while. That was crazy. Interesting. I, I never would have guessed that. No, I, and nobody does. Cause when you mentioned that last week, I'm just like, what am I? I'm like, I don't know if I was drinking too much or if I was I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm like, I had to ask about that. I'm like, that was yeah. interesting. And I don't, I guess I don't, I guess youth, youth ministry. And then with what you do with your videos, it's just like, Oh, at, at what point did you decide to kind of take a little bit of a, of a turn? Was it after uh acquisition of, or after you got involved in the business or how did you kind of, or did you, do you actually, do you, um, are you a youth minister right now? No, no, you, you I'm didn't. not. I, um, my mom had passed away in 2006 and I went to Ripon, Wisconsin. That's where she was living. It was Ripon, Wisconsin. Sorry to hear about that. Oh, no problem. And, um, she, I had to clean out her stuff. And so I was out of school for like two weeks mm. and I was part-time working at Menard's for, I'd, I'd been working at Menard since 2000, so I was still continuing to work there. And my manager at the time told me, you know, if, <laughs> he probably shouldn't have said this, he said, if you want to quit school and become a full-time manager, I can have that for you in about a month. So I quit school, became a manager at Menard's, and then uh, did that for a little while. And then went and worked at a bank for a couple of years as a mortgage, a mortgage loan officer, and then went and worked for my dad. Interesting. Okay. Now I kind of got a little bit of a little bit of a circle now, so I'm just painting paint my little picture in my, uh, in my right. head. It kind of it kind of makes sense. I mean, it's you lived it, so it had right, right. Had, had to make a little <laughs> bit of sense. Um, circling back to. Uh, uh, seeing now how that kind of fits in with uh, what you're doing today on social media. Uh, when you make content, do you often find, or do you come in times where you, you don't feel motivated or oh. like, or you, um, or either don't feel motivated or should get these like, Oh, I got to make all these videos right now. I'd be like, I have to make them. I don't want to make them like with your burnout. How does that come across? How do you deal with that? <clears throat> how I deal with that is repost. Oh yeah. I have, over 15,000 videos and I can repost a lot of different videos, um, on all the platforms. Uh, I, at this point right now, I'm probably making three to four new videos a week mm. when it used to be nine a day. And, uh, with that, I mean, with making so many videos and, and climbing, I just hit a million followers on instagram just last week which was insane i don't mm -hmm. again i don't know how it's happening but uh with that happening i mean again there are always new people that have not seen my older stuff right and so i can continue to post that and um and so when i'm feeling like hey i just i don't want to do a video today i don't really have to and i've gotten to the point now where it's I can go off a of feeling like we can go 
you know, if something happens, be like, okay, yeah, we can make a video with that. Instead of in the beginning, it was like, this video didn't do good on TikTok. All right, the next one will. And you get, mm. I mean, it, you get those, those feelings of you post a video. And I mean, because in the beginning, they were all going viral. And so when they're not all going viral and one just tanks, you're like, well, what's going on? Do they not like me? Um, how come this one didn't go viral when the other ones did? And like you get like this, it, it's almost like an addiction mm. um, because it's up and down, up and down. And you got to get to the, po like the point where I'm at right now. It's like some are going to go, some are not going to go. Um, and you still sleep at night. Yeah. Yeah. But at first it was just because it was so many views. Right. I mean, I was posting some videos that would get no less than a million. And I mean, and some were going up to, I mean, I would have some three or four in a row that would get 3 million, 5 million, 20 million. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know? And so that, it just messes with you. Yeah, I saw one on your TikTok, one of those pin videos is like 86 or like 70. I'm like, what the, I'm like, how, like, how does that work? Like, do, like, do you know people we don't know or what's going yeah. on? Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, I, it's I don't insane. know. It's insane, man. All right, so the main question or topic here, uh, what role does comedy play in coping with stress and adversity? I would say for other people, it does a whole lot for, you know, are, are you asking, are you asking what it does for me or for what, what do you like? Uh, I say we could just do in general. Okay. Yeah. I think comedy p plays a big role in, in a lot of people's, you know, actual mental health as far as um, it can take away a lot of the times where you're feeling depressed. I mean, you just like say, if you're not feeling good and you go watch a movie, that's it's a comedy movie. Cause you're, you're not feeling the best about things. I mean, you're not going to want to go watch a, a sad Hallmark video when you're, when you're feeling down. Right. Um, yeah. And so I think for people's lives, you know, you need to have comedy, you need to have ways to make you laugh. Um, you know, as far as if you look at, statistics that are out there you know women want a guy that can make them laugh right you know you don't have to be a 10 you know yeah that's why you have <laughs> to add that i i added that on my dating profile <laughs> i saw like a 20 percent increase and then they found out they found out i'm not funny so i, so gotta, I gotta send them your stuff yeah there you go there you go i mean if you can and that's the thing like you you could be a five but right. but he can make me laugh you know um, and I think when you can make a person laugh, their guard comes down. That's true. Yeah. If you can, if they there's something that you can make them, you know, laugh about or smile about it, it makes you more of a, I guess a safer person, you know, a person that they can let their guard down and kind of relate with you. And, and that's where comedy comes in is you, you want to become more relatable than anything. So you you think that um, that laughter that can create a stronger like social connection with people? Oh, oh, by far, by far. I mean, all of my friends that I can laugh with and have a good time with are the ones that I'm I'm closer to. 
Um, you know, you can't be serious all the time. I mean, it's, it's always, true. it's always great it's to true. have those heart to heart conversations. And, but, uh, you know, if you can cut up on each other and laugh and it really will, it, you know, it lightens the mood. Uh, what are some practical ways that somebody can incorporate comedy into their life to improve their mental health? Well, you can definitely go on TikTok or and or Instagram Reels. Um, and you know, once you start watching videos, that get you can get hooked. You can. It's like, but what I was getting at is the, the algorithm. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. You know, true. if you start watching the comedy videos, um, your your algorithm's going to show that. If you start watching sad videos, your algorithm's going to show that. Um. I've gotten addicted to watching um, this guy. He's called Nate the Hoof Guy. Have you ever heard of him? Nate the Hoof Guy? Yeah. Is, is it hoofs like horses or? Horses and cows and mostly cows. He fixes, well, he comes and he, he shaves, he's like a farrier. He oh. shaves down their, their hooves. Interesting. And I like the nasty ones where there's just, pus coming out i mean it's it's gross it's gross but i once you start watching stuff like that you can watch for hours and it just flips up so it's like whatever the algorithm is but uh you know comedy i mean if a person is wanting to find it quickly to you know to laugh or anything like that you you can find it pretty fast on you know on the internet nate the what you said was nate, nate the, the hoof guy yeah and he's nate the hoof guy yeah, and he's out of. I think he's out of lacrosse. Yeah, really. Yeah, he's so close. he's semi bulk. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, have you have you met him before? I haven't, but I we're friends, and mm. I was like, man, I want to come. I want to come on your jobs, but he hasn't gotten back to me. Mm. Yeah, someday. Nate the Hoof guy, <laughs> you're called out. That that's awesome. And one person you mentioned too, um, last week was the upcycler dude. Yeah. I was going to say, I know he's not comedy, but I mean, I could definitely appreciate some like amazing art and talent. And I watched his live stream for a while and it's just, I guess, um, using comedic relief as coping with stress and adversity. Sometimes I like to watch something also that is either inspirational or relaxing or sub or, or educational and watching something like that. It's like, like dude takes all this. If anybody doesn't know who that is, he takes a bunch of silverware, like whether it be forks, spoons, knives, or makes these uh, like figures or, or animals. And yeah. it's just, it's absolutely like insane the the talent the dude has. So like, like if I'm stressed out, like I've, I mean, it's only been a week since I've known who, like who he was, but I'm like, I'm just like chilling at work. I'm like, oh, I'm like. He's this, always this live. Can, He's always live. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, dude's always live. Like every time I checked my work break, I'm like. Oh, he's live. I'm like, I, I've never, I've never typed to him. Yeah. I was gonna be like, oh hi, Jeremy told me to follow you. I'm just like, I don't want to be a, I don't, don't want to be a fucking weirdo like that. No, like, you know, I don't he would love it. I don't yeah. want to be that dude. But I'm like, well, I'm like, and then I showed my boss, and he's like, are those spoons? I'm like, yeah. He's like, can I buy one? I'm like, I think you could, but it's probably expensive. Probably expensive because you figure all that time. I mean, obviously it's recycled, but your time is worth definitely worth something and your skill and your craft is worth a lot. And it's just, they're amazing. So I've also been, I find myself following, like I had 
I guess I follow a handful of uh, comedy accounts like yours, uh, Nunley's, uh, Comedic Cody, you know, like, you know, the bigger names on mm-hmm. TikTok, but I've, I think I follow more like artistic and, yeah. and inspirational. Um, but I mean, like for me, dealing with stress and adversity, that's kind of what I go to is just finding is something like in the, in the artistic realm, I guess I, I do find comfort in comedy as well, mm-hmm. but for me, at least, I think it just has, I wouldn't say a specific spot, but like it, it has, it has its space and I, I definitely appreciate everybody that does comedy and people that, that make content on that, um, in that spot. So who would you say is, uh, like one of your biggest inspirations for comedy or to create content or like who you like look up to, not necessarily who like you model. Like if you model your stuff after somebody, which I know that you're obviously I've heard you speak about authenticity and, uh, and being yourself, uh, who would you say is one of your inspirations? Well, like I said earlier, you know, watching Rob Deerdeck's model, mm. um, and from, you know, how he started as just a pro skater to going out and kind of showing his life, even though I know a lot of that was scripted, but you know, his model of getting people to see him for who he is. And, um, then people support that. If you're, again, if you're authentic and you're true to yourself and if you go out and meet someone and they're just, you know, just a normal guy, um, that's kind of what, what I want to, what do I want to do? And then like, I'll, I'll watch like Gary V stuff. Oh, I and love Gary V. It just very smart. Yeah, dude. it just seems like he is just light years ahead of everything that's going on. And so I will watch his stuff, you know, quite a bit. Um, he actually um, sent me a message on Instagram, like really, like six months ago, and it was just like, you know, I've been watching your stuff and you're doing good and keep it keep it going. And I'm like. This isn't really him. This is <laughs> your look. Like, hey, is this? But yeah. he might be verifiable. Is this yeah. the actual Gary yeah. V? And I sent a message back, and um, I said, "Thank you. I can't, I can't believe that you had messaged me." He says, "He's like, yeah, I watch my own shit, dude." He goes, and I'm like, <laughs> I watch my own shit. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. He's like, he goes, I run my accounts, and so I was like, okay, you know, this is, and so for a guy that's as big as he is to you know, actually take the time to, I mean, he sent me the message first and, and he rules his space too. Like he's the king, the king of his space. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And for him to actually initiate the, the first message that was, that was huge. And I would like to be, you know, kind of in that space too, where I can, you know, as long as I stay true to who I am, I believe that people can see that and that you're not going to be the type of person that, you know, like you said, $5 for a hug. Mm, uh, if, right. you wanna, if you want my right. autograph, it's going to cost you money. You can pay $15 and stand in line and then, and then pay me. I'll never, ever be that person. And if I do become that person, Somebody would just knock me out because I'll I, go to your house and smack you. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, I'd like to uh, thank you for for driving up here. I really appreciate it. I, I didn't actually know anybody would really would want to enter 
my my humble abode here and record a video. Dude, your place so, is awesome. Well, hey, thanks. Don't, yeah. Just just don't tell people where it is though. I won't. It, I won't. It's um for anybody wondering, it is. You can't find it on a map. I do not have a postal address, so that should give you a really big clue. And I live, I'm in Iowa, and I'm within five miles of a cornfield. I think most places in Iowa are within five miles of a cornfield. There's also a soybean field. <laughs> yeah. And a Dollar General. And there's probably like three quick stars in like 50 miles, or no, quick trip for you. Right, um, right. It's you know, the same. For, yeah. Over across the border there. Right. But yeah, again, <laughs> thanks for coming. And also, I've had two of these during, oh, during the podcast. It's it's delicious. I'm going to have to drop some off. My parents, they camp like five miles down, like five miles away. Right. I was going to give them a six pack after but, this and be but, like, hey, guys, drink, check this out. Drink this. But did you drink it all? Oh, I, I'm on my second <laughs> one. This is an empty one over here. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. This well, is sponsored by, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for having me. It's been a blast and uh, we'll have to do it again. Oh, absolutely. I, I could definitely think of, I have a few ideas or right. if you wanted to come back for something that actually might not even be related to comedy. Something a little bit, it's, it's, it's in a far, far, like mythical, not very mythical, far right. away, far away land. All right. You can figure good. that out. I'm intrigued. So, uh, is there anything else you want to touch base on or bring up or talk about? No, I think, I think we've covered, um, everything that you've asked and I, there's not a whole lot more. Um, I had fun. Yeah. Awesome. I, I had fun as well. Yeah. And uh, you are on Instagram as Jeremy from TikTok. And on uh, TikTok, you, what are your handles on TikTok? You got a couple. Jeremy underscore Littell and then Littell underscore Johnny. L-I-T-T-E-L. Littell, yeah. not little. Not little. Yes. Not, not little. Not little. I actually found that out just the other day. I'm like, okay, now I feel like an asshole because <laughs> I've been saying it wrong the whole time. That's all right. That's but, all right. My whole life I've been called that. Awesome. So. Okay. All right. And thanks everybody for listening or watching wherever you're watching this at. Again, this is Michael and you're listening to Allocate and have a good day.